Mmm, dramática. Pensaste que no me iba a volver a ver. Viven hablando y yo ignorando. Por lo que yo gozo, tú te estás mortificando. Viven hablando y yo ignorando. Por lo que yo gozo, tú te estás mortificando. Pues estamos aquí en Santiago, República Dominicana, con Pajarita La Pau. ¡Bienvenida! Gracias, gracias, contento. Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I am Vero Valleti Flores. And I'm Miriam Suela Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we have a really special episode planned. Yes, 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 yes. This is from our DR series. We have like a three-episode series. This is installment number two from our trip to Dominican Republic, where we got to, you know, just be around, talk to a couple of folks that we had time to squeeze in, and this is it going to be our conversation with Pajarita La Paul, who was actually suggested to us by a listener. Shout out Mariel for sending this as a listener pick. Neither of us knew about her, and we are so glad we know about her now, because she's amazing. And it was really fun to actually I know. be in person. It was a little surreal, actually. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Thank you so much, Mariel, for putting us on. It was really cool. So we're basically going to be li mostly listening to Pajarita's music, to her songs um, as we kind of go through the interview with her, but the song that we started with is called Viven Hablando. So heads up to y'all, just like our interview with Mula, most of this interview is going to be in Spanish, mm -hmm. o sea que pónganse ready. Yes. Get your bilingual hats on. Yes, yes. Get ready to switch back and forth. Um, and yeah, we got to, we traveled to Santiago, um, which is a city in the north of the DR where Pajarita lives. And we um, met up with her at um, her producer slash manager's studio. Um, shout out to Richard for helping yes. hook us up. He was super uh, generous. and I thought it was so cool to be able to um, go to where the magic happened, mm -hmm. you know, like this studio, which was like, you know, fairly bare bones, but like gets done what it needs to get done. Like mm -hmm. we were just recording like, you know, like a few feet off the street, like mm -hmm. inside. You're going to hear probably like a little bit of background mm -hmm. noise, like de repente una corneta, mm -hmm. like there were like cars driving yep. by. So it was all like make it work however we can make it work. Mm -hmm. And it, we did. It's like you just make a way. Yeah. We'll put some pictures um, in the show notes for all. If you're not following us on Instagram, you could, you got to see that live as it was happening. Oh, one note we wanted to share is we asked before the interview started about pronouns and like what pronouns Pajarita preferred. And she was basically like, whatever, like, I don't care. So you might hear us like mix yeah. it up. And so you'll hear us pronouns. using yeah. they or she or, you know, like just like mix it up. And, yeah. we, and she's just like, eh, whatever. Whatever. She's basically like, they have to stress. You know? Exactly. Right. So cool. Which is also, I think, also like an interesting, um, you know, I'm sure that there's people who feel very strongly about their pronouns in mm -hmm. Latin America. But I think that there's also like. 
you know, like less of a preoccupation maybe with some mm. pieces that feel super important to people in the United States and in the U.S. cultural context than like, you know, she was just like, I'm not stressed out about right. it. Call me whatever the fuck you want. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think another piece of this can be, could be about language because um, Spanish is just a much more gendered language than English. And like, it's not easy necessarily to use the, the sort of they pronoun in English, but it's much more difficult in Spanish because there's so many more words that are gendered um, it just in the way that the grammar is structured. And so I think that might also potentially play into um, the dynamics around pronouns and gendered language. For sure. For yeah. sure. All right, so why don't we get to hearing a little bit about Pajarita. Mi nombre es Juan García, mi nombre no es La Pajarita. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no claro, lo pensé. Mucha gente pensa que yo me llamo Paul, no, yo me llamo uh, Juan. Juan. Okay. okay, perfecto. Yo nací aquí en Santiago, okay. en mi baje, pero actualmente vivo ahora en Pekín, o sea, aquí uh -huh. en la zona sur. En este barrio. Exacto. Tengo 18 años de edad mm -hmm. y... Empecé a hacer video como a los 14, por ahí, uh -huh. y ahí he ido, eh, tuve, ¿cómo te explico? Cierto, cierto éxito que hasta uh -huh. empecé a hacer música y a cantar y, uh -huh. y eso me ha llevado un poco a la fama. Ya, o sea que tú empezaste haciendo videos, o sea, sin internet, pero no sí. necesaria música. Sino no, no era música, tú. era video para que la gente se divirtiera sí, y eso. ¿Y ya, en qué edad ya. empezaste eso? A los 14 años, en el 2014. Wow. Wow. Ya, ¿Y cuándo, cómo te hiciste empezar en música? ¿Qué, ¿Qué te llamó la atención de eso? ¿Y cuándo empezaste a, a Yo no empecé la música. Yeah, yo hice un video y un muchacho mezcló una yeah, música. No. Y de Ajá. ahí se, la, la música se hizo muy, muy famosa. Ya, ya. Que es Deja tu estrés. ¡Qué perazo! Y me levanto desde la mañana dando pelucazo. There's so many things I like about it. We've had a lot of conversations just between the two of us about the topic of this song. I mean, essentially, like what it's sort of like an anti trans panic song. They had to fucking stress, like it's chill, you know? Yeah, it's, these dudes are like, you know, it's the story of like you're hooking up with a woman and then you realize that she's trans, essentially. And yeah, the, the chorus of the song is like, don't be, with who, which is Pajarita's voice being like, 
leave your stress behind. Like, whatever. It's not a big deal, you know, which is so, I think, amazing. And it sounds like more than a million views on YouTube, you know? It's like, and these, um, and we got into this with Baharita a little bit later in the interview, but, like, these guys are straight. Um, the the yeah. people, this, this, the group that she's collaborating Los with. Los Teketeke. are two straight men who are singing this song. And I just think that's... Um, amazing, and I think it, you know, Vero, you were just saying how it really, like, contradicts these um, ideas about what, like, homophobia and transphobia look like in Latin America. It's just that it's funny because people have this idea of, like, what countries are, quote-unquote, backwards and have, quote-unquote, backwards value systems around sort of, like, progressive social issues, right? And, um, you know, what that does, I think, is it both dismisses the ways that trans women, for example, like to pick this topic, experience violence in the United States. It both erases right. that, but it also yeah. erases the ways that like in other places that like are also transphobic and are also homophobic, just like the United States is, um, there's different manifestations of the ways that people are accepted and not accepted, right? So I can't imagine this you know like two straight dudes in like a hip-hop urban space like getting on a song to collaborate with a gender queer slash trans person being like chill dude like it's they have to stress like if you're like find yourself in this situation like i just don't see that right mm -mm. and it's like it's it's so it's just really um it just flies in the face of like these perceptions that people have yeah. about Latin America and homophobia in Latin America and el caribe yeah. y todo eso, you right. know? Right. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I even found myself being there as an outsider, right? Like I'm not Dominican. I didn't grow up there. It's not my cultural context being sort of like shocked, you know? And I think that in of itself is like a, a symptom of um, my own biases and ideas about what might be true or not true about gender and sexuality and DR. And it's like, I don't, this is not my context. Like I don't know. And like I had to kind of, I feel like I'm constantly grappling with that, like, as an outsider who's mm -hmm. trying to understand whatever I can about, you know, the Dominican context in order to like share it on this podcast or even just enjoy and uh, consume the music um, that, you know, it's just, there's a lot of nuance. Like it's like this song exists and I'm sure violence against trans people exists in the DR too, you know? So it's like, um, it's a complex situation and there's a lot of nuance there, but you know, Pajarita was very straightforward about it um, when we talked to her about it um, in terms of just like her identity and, and the ways in which she's been received by, the public and you know she was in an interview right so she's gonna say the things that that she feels comfortable saying but um but it wasn't like a huge um necessarily issue that she was like talking about grappling with or something and you know there's a little nuance that we get into a little bit later as she talks about kind of getting more popular with her music mm -hmm. definitely so let's take a listen to a little bit more about this particular collab. ¿Y cómo empezó esa colaboración con ellos? Ah, según yo hacía video, yo era muy viral en las uh -huh, redes sociales, uh -huh. en Instagram. Eh, yo me contactaron y así okay. se dio la, así well. se dio el asunto. Entonces, esa primera colaboración, a ti te contactaron y así es que empiezas a, a empieza entrar a en música, en música, empiezo en, en, en ese ambiente. Ya, hasta la actualidad. ¿Y cómo? ¿Y cómo fue la recepción de esa canción? ¿Eh? La primera, ¿Cómo fue la recepción de esa canción en como la comunidad? ¿Cómo reaccionaron la gente de, con esa no, primera? Le, le gustó. Uh -huh. fue, fue muy fabuloso. Sí. Sí. sí, la verdad que sí es fabuloso. Sí. Bastante. So one of the thought, things that I thought was super interesting about this is that Los Tequeteques basically reached out to Pajarita 
and um, asked to collaborate. And, you know, I think that it's just this very interesting slash maybe very modern and of this mm-hmm. time way to get into music, right? Because right. when you, you know, as we keep talking to Pajarita, you'll notice, um, you know, this is she's basically parlayed this like video and Instagram virality into this, like, you know, like hustled her way into this like full blown ass music career. She's got all of these songs, all of these things. And it's just like, like that hustle, like that work is like, I I think, I think that's so admirable. And like, it was just this gussy, like a coincidence, you know, it's just like, Oh yeah. So this is a way that, that this can happen and she's just like such a naturally gifted performer and it's like you know like oh yeah that's that's what sparked that creative bit and then she's right going yeah and and you know i think the thing about instagram and that technology you know she pretty sure comes from like pretty modest means as far as i can tell kind of given the context where we met with her and whatnot um and like but there's an access point to this kind of technology that doesn't require a ton of access to you know, formal education, like through like institutions of higher learning or even, um, you know, things that necessarily require a lot of like class or income um, because like you basically just have have a smartphone and you're able to um, build an audience. And she's such a personality. I feel like that's really what she is. is She's like an incredible personality and has um, a lot of like visual aesthetic stuff that people are really excited about that kind of crosses over with like drag and gender bending, but then also these turns of phrase. Yeah, like deja tu estrés that like inspired this whole song so then she's also the songwriter right so it's like she's um she's good with words and turns of phrase and like an aesthetic and like a right a mode Super of being clever. yeah really clever um but she's not necessarily like a singer songwriter type or something like that right and i think that even in conversation with her producer afterwards just like waiting for like a ride to yeah, like right. bounce to go yeah. to our next interview yeah. to go simula mm-hmm. we uh, we we were talking about like you know like how did you learn to produce and he was basically like youtube bro right. you know like it's just like <laughs> right. i learned it's, taught, it's like a self taught it's like this in if you you know si tiene las ganas these days mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you can find all that shit on the internet mm-hmm. so it's so cool in terms of just like the ways that internet's giving yeah. given people access to be creative yeah, yeah, it's really incredible. So Deja Tu Estres was the first, their first song that like they recorded and made really big. And then um, the next one, which I think she told us came really soon after, was this um, El Bate mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. which was the song that uh, we brought to our listener picks mm-hmm. because of our listener, Mariel. So mm-hmm. um, we'll include in the show notes that listener picks episode if you want to, you know, listen to the song and the context when we thought about it there. But we just wanted to talk about it because it's their most popular song. Yeah. Que me uh, <laughs> It's a really good song. And it, I mean, it follows what most of their songs follow. Although the first one we started with a little bit less, but um, especially the ones that are going to come more on this episode, like just how sexually explicit her lyrics are, which is part of what I was a little bit like surprised by. Um, and I think that's, again, I just like, it's me as an outsider, like not understanding the context necessarily of what people, um, are open to, but yeah, so it's, I mean, it's super sexually explicit. Every, most of her songs are some sort of really, um, intense and clever sexual metaphor. (laughs) And that, that (laughs) is no exception, (laughs) no exception. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I think what's super interesting is they're so young and it brought them all this fame. So it's like, it's like really, really cool. And I think to this day is that, well, you know, like one of their most popular songs. She was 14. I think she told us, right? Yeah. And it really, 
change things for her. Y cambió algo con, con el nivel de fama con esa canción. Porque hay como sí, donde quiera, millones que yo, de views donde quiera, y todo. La gente me reconoce. Sí. Y eso es algo muy emocionante. Sí. Si te gusta, no, no es que te estresa. No, no me estresa. No me estresa en absoluto. Es algo muy emocionante que yo sé que muchas personas lo quieren y hay personas que quizá le estresa, pero es algo que mucha persona debería aprovechar. ¿Cuál, me gustaría saber un poco más sobre el proceso artístico, ¿no? ¿Cómo, cómo te sale una canción? ¿Cómo decides quién? Eh, si es que colaboras con un productor que te dé el, la, el beat o la música. O, Mi o, productor es de la gente. Él me, ayuda, él, me ayuda, él me ayuda mucho. O okay, sea, pero si hay algo que a mí no me gusta, yo digo, mira, eso hay que cambiarlo. Ajá. Entonces, cuéntame cómo trabajas tú con tu productor, con Richard. ¿Cómo Muy se bien. conocen? Eh, eh, es de aquí, de, de donde yo actualmente Ajá. vivo. Y él me contactó, él fue el que me hizo la canción del bate. Ajá. Al principio, después tuvimos un pequeño disturbio y ahora regresamos de nuevo para pa adelante. Uh -huh. Perfecto. Y, y como cuando ustedes van a tratar de poner una canción. ¿Cómo empieza? Empieza primero, ya es tú la música y ves, mira, tengo que cambiar esto, la letra, ¿cómo, cómo surge? Sí, no, primero uno, o la pista, uno la oye para saber más o menos lo que claro. uno va a decir. Por ejemplo, la historia, ah, vamos a hacer la canción así. Uh -huh. Ya la música está así, ahora sí. Después que la canción se termina, si hay algo que no cuadra o algo que no, que se oye mal o algo que está raro, uh -huh. eh, ya ahí la oímos y lo cambiamos. Ya. Y mira, en términos de inspiraciones musicales o artistas que tú ves que, bueno, me gusta cómo está haciendo, a lo mejor no es que tú quieras ser como este artista o como este artista, que no haya un ídolo necesariamente, pero ¿qué, qué te inspira? Qué, ¿Qué tipo de artistas ves tú que, wow, me gusta cómo está haciendo esto o me gusta cómo está haciendo lo otro? Que cuando tú piensas en artistas que son inspiraciones tuyas, ¿quiénes son y por qué? Me gusta Ricky Martin porque se va como a otra dimensión, aparte uh -huh. de su orientación sexual. Uh -huh. Él es como que cambia la, la, la faceta de, sí. de, de, ya de, 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 no, de no irse a lo vulgar, ¿me entiendes? Uh -huh. Ya hay otra dimensión. Él me gusta mucho por eso. ¿Y quién más? La materialista me gusta de, de aquí. Sí, sí, sí es buenísima. Buenísima. Me encantaría una colaboración con ustedes. Estaría chévere, ¿no? Muy chévere. Bien lazy. <risa> La materialista <risa> Rompiendo récords Music Yo estoy perrísima, riquísima Con una pinta perísima Bien monta con cuarto pagata Soy mala pero estoy buenísima Yo estoy perrísima, riquísima Con una pinta perísima Bien monta con cuarto pagata Soy mala pero estoy buenísima Soy mala, mala, mala Soy mala pero estoy buenísima Soy mala, mala, mala Buenísima. Estoy buenísima. Estoy buenísima. Soy 
So the song that we were just listening to is by one of the people that Pajarita named as an inspiration, who is La Materialista. The song is called Buenísima. And um, yeah, La Materialista is like an urbano artist. Um, she's from DR. Um, and, you know, she's been around for a minute. She's um, somebody cool definitely to check out. Um, we just thought it was also so interesting, like the folks that uh, Pajarita named as mm-hmm. inspirations i think right. that la materialista is like maybe genre wise a little closer yeah to um to where where pajarita is at right but it's interesting that like ricky martin also was because i feel like that was so um you know it's just like very different from the style yeah. of music that that they're doing you know right. and i think that it was more of like an identity and like seeing yourself in like a queer man with success. Right. right. I was really surprised by the Ricky Martin reference. Like I was not expecting that because generationally too, like it's, you know, that Ricky's so, so from a totally different generation. But then I really thought about, you know, it's just also access, right? Like Ricky Martin is just a huge pop star and everyone knows who he is too on top of the like pieces around identity. So it's like, we know all these queer artists, but like, they're not necessarily like accessible on a larger scale. And it was interesting because Mula knew of Pajarita because we went to, literally went to see Mula right after. Um, but Pajarita didn't know of Mula. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, in terms of like who knows who, right? Like Pajarita has like 70,000 <laughs> followers true. on Instagram, yeah, right? Like she's much she has like so famous. many. She's like yeah. much more like at least Instagram famous, you know, like well, on YouTube maybe not too. because of her music. But YouTube um, too, but, but, and her music too, right? She's yeah. got like she's much more famous, right? Yeah, like than so Mula. It makes sense yep. that like yep. Pajarita would know, wouldn't know Mula, and Mula like you know Mula has a lot of followers on Instagram too. It's like eleven thousand, you know, but it's not like seventy. Yeah, no, and, and they're you know yeah, like their videos are not getting millions a million. of views no. on their right. videos, right? True. So yep. it's like yep. yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Maybe Ricky Martin and Pajarita should do a collaboration. <laughs> You know, I would be here for a dream. Ricky Pajarita collab. I, I would dream. be here for a Materialista and a Pajarita collab. Yeah. You know, if Bad Bunny is going to like be like, try to be an ally, he should get Pajarita yeah. on. Oh, that would be so amazing. <laughs> yeah, but I, li- I like this Materialista song. I think that her music is fun and, and definitely like some dope danceable shit. Mm-hmm. For sure. And we've never brought her to the show before. Yeah, so thank you, Pajarita. Yeah. So because of this fame that Pajarita's got going, she's really, um, it's not just within the DR. I think Mm. that she's got like an audience within DR, but she told us that she, you know, like had a show in El Salvador and that she's actually going on tour in Mexico. Tu manager dice que que van a ir a viajar a A México. México. Es la primera vez? Sí, a México sí. Wow. ¿Y cómo salió eso? ¿Cómo salió ese viaje? Bueno, la canción del bate estaba súper reventada allá. allá. Estaba súper, súper pegada. Sí. Ese ese evento y ya tenemos un tour de 15 días. Felicitaciones. Gracias. Qué chévere el poder hacer tour y viajar. Y cuando tú te has presentado, te has presentado mayormente aquí en República Dominicana. Sí, también tuve tuve un viaje a El Salvador. ¿Al Salvador? Sí, okay. ya yo ya yo he, he hecho eventos en otros países. Ya, ya. ¿y cómo te fue en El Salvador? Súper bien, la gente muy emocionada. Fue algo súper espectacular que me encantaría volver a repetir a ese lugar. ¿Y estás pensando en um, sacar un álbum? Sí, 
Muy pronto. Ya. Muy sí. pronto, sí. sí muy pronto. Porque no, ya tienes varias canciones sí. ya. Sí. ¿Y estás trabajando en material nuevo para el álbum? ¿O estás tratando de... Estoy pensando, estoy escribiendo para sacar algo... Ya, ah, de repente, o sea, darse como sorpresa, estilo Beyoncé. Exacto. <risa> de un día. Eh, una pregunta que, que yo tengo para ti es eh, cómo me he dado cuenta que has utilizado de verdad las redes sociales como para surgir, como, como marketing, que, que si, las, las usas bien, pues, para sí, poder ajá. compartir tu música, sí. para poder compartir quién eres tú como persona. Claro. Eh, cuéntame cómo has hecho eso, si siempre si ha sido como una estrategia muy específica o si, simplemente compartir quién eres tú y eso ha tenido éxito. Es que siempre ser, ser yo a libertad es algo que la gente ve, es original, no, no copia, ¿me entiendes por uh -huh. qué? Hay que ser, hay que, eso de las redes hay que ser original, o sea, si tú no eres claro. original, aunque hay muchas ori que no son originales, están, están ahí, pero bueno. Sí, sí, y, eh, y te, ha, te ha ido, o sea, te ha ido muy bien, eres muy, muy popular muy en las bien, redes. Muy bien, uh -huh. la gente... Donde, donde, te contesté donde quiera que yo hay una persona que dice, mira, fula, mira fulanita allí, mira la pajarita, y, a, y así, eso es muy, 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 muy bueno. Uh -huh. ¿Y de dónde viene ese apodo de pajarita? La pajarita, eh, ese apodo me pusieron, yo dije en un video que yo era como la Paul, porque ese, el apodo Paul viene de, de, de mi familia, que mi okay. familia siempre me ha dicho así. Ok, ok. Pero la pajarita, según yo era jovencita, ve ese pajarito, ve que ya. chiquito y así, y así. Y me he quedado con eso. Okay. ¿Y, cómo, ¿Y cómo ha reaccionado su familia al...? Hay al... mucho apoyo, mi familia, súper, ¿Sí? súper, toda mi familia completa. Si te digo que hay una, una familia mía, una sola que me rechaza por eso, te estoy hablando mentira, porque mi familia... Wow. Me apoya toda. Qué bonito. Me apoya full. Sí. Qué chévere. ¿Sí? Corre con suerte porque... Eh, no todos no todos los homosexuales ni todos los gays corren con esa suerte. Sí, ¿sí? Es, no, cierto, es verdad. Es cierto. Es verdad. A ver. Eh. Y el, pero el público ha reaccionado bien. Tú sabes que siempre hay gente que te acepta, gente que te rechaza, pero como quieran claro. te siguen. Claro. Sí. Si te siguen, si no te importa. siguen, eso es lo que no te importa. hace falta. Eso es, lo que, eso, eso, es, eso es lo que cuenta, que te siguen y ven tu contenido. Mm. Claro. Uh -huh. You know, I thought it was so sweet when we asked about his family. Yeah. Just like, yeah. el apoyo que le dan, you know? Yeah. I was surprised, which again, is like, is that my bias that I just like assume that particularly folks with like who are gender non-conforming and trans like are gonna face um, like a lack of support, you know? Um, and also just maybe my own internalized like bias about Latinos from the U.S. that there's this idea that like Latinos are homophobic in a particular way and and actually like the research mm. and whatnot um, there's been studies of Latinos in the U.S. that like white families are more likely to kick out their gay kids than Latino families are so this like a nuance around what acceptance and support can look like you know and that doesn't mean that like Latino parents are all like PFLAG members do you know but um but that there's this sense of like your fa my family, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to support you no matter what. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, it's like, it, it's just like everywhere else, you know, yeah. that's a thing, you know, like in Latin America, as with, you know, in people in the U S as with like white people as in like whatever, you know, how 
all sorts of different communities. Like, I'll have people who are going to be hateful. Yeah. And I'll have people that are going to, like, support you no matter what. Right. You know, Pajarita says, like, corri con suerte. You right. know, porque no todo el mundo tiene eso. Right. Families are complicated. But I think that that's also one of the things. It's like it flies in the face of what people think of as possible in Latin America. And, you know, when I came out even, right, like my mom was really pressed about it. She was mm, really upset. And it yeah. was my tias in Latin America who were like, get it the fuck together, wow. go to therapy because this is not, this isn't about her. It's about you. Wow. It reflects my experience at least wow. like that. It wasn't, you know, like everybody in my extended family, like I'm sure that they all had like their conversations, you know, but my mm -hmm. tia in Latin America was the one who like gathered my mother. Wow. And was like, that. get it together. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, really. I mean, it's, a, I think, part of the bigger narrative of like American exceptionalism that's like bullshit, you know? Right. Or, exactly. yeah, it's just, it's just not true. You know, it's not true. Um, that's really sweet. Yeah. I think there's a lot of nuance. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance to what like support looks can look like um, in families. Mm -hmm. and, but that's really sweet. That's really sweet. Yeah. So we were saying that she's kind of like a style icon, you know, that I think in some ways like what she what she offers is um, this really strong um, yeah, sense of style in both the way she talks and her mannerisms and like, and, and her outfits and the way she like paints her face and all the nails and all this different stuff. Yeah. So we asked her about it, about what, what it really means to have the, your personal style be a part of your artistic practice. Mira, y una pregunta que yo te tengo para ti es eh, el rol que lleva en, o sea, en tus videos y en tu, y en tu arte, el estilo personal. Yo sé que de, yo he, he, he visto todos tus, muchos, por lo menos de tus videos y siempre es un estilo como muy extravagante y muy único y, y eh, yo como una persona que por ejemplo, a mí me gusta mucho el estilo, me gusta mucho o sea, arreglarme, estar en prefollada. Y, y me pregunto yo, o sea, ¿qué rol lleva eso para ti, tu proceso artístico? ¿También ves como eso del fashion, lo, el estilo, es parte de, de como tu persona, de quién eres? Sí, esa es parte de mi persona, porque me encanta siempre estar como, como extravagante, extrovertida, uh -huh. llamativa, se puede decir, y así sucesivamente. ¿Quiénes son tus iconos del estilo? Bueno, iconos no tengo porque yo siempre veo mi pasado. <laughs> Eres tú misma. Eres, soy yo misma, exacto. So one song where I think that personal style is really part of the visuals, really it's all of them, but one of them that we wanted to bring to you, it's the more recent one, it's called El Caramelo, so take a listen to this one. Mmm, vaya, vaya, deja ver el caramelo. Tiene un palito duro y la punta rosada. El caramelo. Ella lo chupa, lo chupa y no se le gata. El caramelo. Tiene un palito duro y la punta rosada. El caramelo. Ella lo chupa, lo chupa y no se le acaba. Rico, sabroso, yo lo chupo y también me lo gozo. 
Lo disfruto si se pone goloso Y te lo lambo te pone nervioso Chúpalo, 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 chúpalo Qué rico 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 A mí me dicen punta dulce porque vendo caramelo Y las mujeres se ponen locas cuando les freno Le digo que está dulce, le digo que está bueno Y ellas me dicen el qué, el caramelo Y oye que lo que, dale pa' acá De lo que tú quieres yo te voy a poner chupa Yo lo tengo grande pa' que no se te so I just think this one's really fun. Yeah, it is fun. And it's just, again, such a clever and overt sexual metaphor. <laughs> you know, chupala, chupala, chupala. <laughs> I'm like a little bit chupala, like, chupala, chupala. yeah, I don't know. I get a little like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I think I'm a little prudish sometimes. Yeah, I'm a little bit prudish sometimes, <laughs> you know. I'm just like, wow, oh my God, it's so sexual. I love it so much yeah i mean i really like it i i, I showed my mom <laughs> i showed my oh mom oh my god how can you I be know. a prude and then show this to your mother i'm not a i feel I like mean, i'm not a prude she, but i would never show this she's to my gonna mother. listen to this podcast so like she's gonna hear it one way or another and yeah her reaction was pretty like oh my god you know like <laughs> she listens to the podcast your mom doesn't but mine does so um Oh my god. But yeah, this is just another classic. And I think it's interesting because the artist, um, like we said, you know, she said that all the artists she collaborates with are straight. But, you know, this video, the story of the video is very much like a queer story because there's like cis woman chupando la caramelo, el caramelo, and there's pajarita chupando it too. So, you know, you know, it's like it's yeah, all it's there. Like everybody can suck dick. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I guess that's literally true. It's moral yeah. of the story. I mean, yeah, can't dispute that reality. So, you know, we've brought some of these songs just because we think they're great. And they're, you know, like this, El Caramelo is one of the songs of hers that we think are great. But she's got some of her own favorites of her own catalog. ¿Cuál es tu canción preferida de todas tus canciones? Todas son muy buenas, pero es difícil escoger. Me gusta el plátano. Ah, el plátano está bueno. Plátano, Chicha. 
I mean, what is there to say, dear listener? I think you just have to actually go to the video for the song because even though you might think that the point gets really across with Mm -hmm. Platano Maduro, (laughs) um, you will really be treated to something more on Mm -hmm. the video when you see Pajarita waving around platanos and salamis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. With some of her friends <laughs> also with in the video. all of her yeah. queer, trans, yeah. and gender non-conforming, beautiful, gorgeous friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I just had a vision of watching this video for like the manyth time? Is this song in like a Zumba class? <laughs> with yes, like a bunch of yajitas. <laughs> great Zumba thing. Because I mean, it's got this a really good beat. Be. It's got a really good beat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think the Zumba instructors need to get get it together and I get mean, Pajarita in their rotation. Seriously, um, and you know, a lot of it's like a lot of reggaeton and other songs are just as sexually explicit. They're just like maybe a little bit more hidden in metaphor, you know. And these songs right, just right. Pick the metaphor is like a little bit very like obvious metaphor. Yeah, that's almost not right. a metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost just literal. It's almost just literal. Yeah, but um, and she's wearing a a little jersey in this video that says faggot on the back too so there's like a little bit of reclaiming there cute reclaiming going on i mean one of the things that's interesting is about some of these songs with really explicit lyrics and maybe some of the ways that she's had to evolve muy moderando un poco. ¿Y ¿Por eso qué? por qué? Yeah. Porque tú sabes que es fuerte, no no todo no todo el público acepta la, la música. O sea, hay que estar con el público, pero a la vez tú sabes ser uno mismo. Es algo que ha llevado a arreglar un poco la letra. Ya, o sea, que es tratar de buscar ese un medio, balance, un balance, balance. Mm-hmm. entre tú ser tú y también buscar algo que la gente so I just think that's super interesting and, um, you know, a very common and persistent issue, right? Where you want to be yourself and also like just part of who you are is what is behind selling your music. Mm-hmm. But also you want like un público más amplio, mm-hmm. right? And they might not take to like you waving a salami while singing about <laughs> Platano Maduro. Right. Right. So right, right. it's, I mean, and I think that this is, um, this is not unique to Pajarita, obviously. Like I've talked to actually several artists who've, um, who've talked to me about how they've had to really tone down like either musically or lyrically or, you know, like, just not really be everything that they're hoping to be because they're also wanting to just like me I said on publico first mm-hmm. right and and bad bunny even talks about this yeah. too right like about like he right. didn't feel like he had the freedom to make the kinds of songs that were on por siempre before 
right. because he had to like grow. Right. right. And so right. this is like the un- underground artists are doing this as well. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, I think it shows the nuance, right? It's like, yeah, she's been well re- received. She's been supported. She's gotten to this point, but that there are like limits to, um, or they're not limits, but there are conditions that are going to shift and, and influence like the direction of her work as she grows. And, and this is kind of one of them is like, what does it look like to, so I'm really interested to see what like toned down Pajarita is like, you know, like, what does that look <laughs> for like? For sure. Yeah. Because it's, it's still going to have to sure. be her for, for sure. You know, like it's going to have to maintain her, the spirit of like what has made her so popular. Well, one of her, one of the songs that she told us was her favorites kind of maybe fits into that. Y también me gusta una que es una de las últimas que se llama Demagogo. Uy, qué rico, doble cara, cuéntalo todo. Los envidiosos, ¿dónde están? Los doble cara, ¿dónde están? Recuerda, perra, que yo no tengo collar. Si me provoca, yo te puedo devorar. right Beto that this really does reflect a little bit of what that looks like for her Um, because this is one of she's told us is one of our recent songs and um, it doesn't have the the super explicit metaphor Um, although she's still very much like herself in in the video and they're still like dancing and other things that that I think do reference that that same spirit Um, and like I said before we know I asked her like are all your collaborators straight and she was like yeah and you know who knows right like you know who, what people like what we know of and like what they the way that they um, identify publicly but but yeah that that's the the context in which she's working with um, you know these relatively mainstream straight artists who are collaborating with her because of what she brings to the table in terms of audience and also um, her creative you know her writing and things like that and so I think that's really awesome yeah yeah it is it's very it's like interesting and you know it, when we were having a like this conversation asking them about it they were like oh yeah you know like it's usually easier than collaborating with like other gay folks because yeah. it's just like inter-community <laughs> drama oh yeah yeah if you follow her on instagram which i recommend you should um to support her yeah it seems like there's like beef there's often beef <laughs> community's yeah. complicated y'all <laughs> like that's so real that's so real um so real yeah well, I hope you enjoyed the our interview, our conversation with Pajarita. I really had a um, a great time doing it with you. 
Yeah, it was really cool. And um, make sure that you are paying attention to our series from the episodes that we recorded in DR. We've got an episode that already came out where we interview Mula. And so make sure to go back and listen to that. And we've got one more coming up for you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find all of the information about these songs. And I really recommend you check out the videos. Maybe not with your mom. But, you know, you do you um, <laughs> on RadioManea.com. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe your mommy's into it um, on RadioManea.com. And um, make sure you're following us on social media on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And we're still taking listener picks. So if you all have a pick for us, you know, again, we have to shout out Mariel for giving us a mm-hmm. listener pick that really set in motion this entire episode. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, who knows what you're going to send us, whether mm-hmm. we'll know it or not, whether you'll blow our minds. Mm-hmm. So there's just so much out there and it's impossible for us to keep up. So we want to, you know, put the put our episodes in your hands every once in a while to let us know what you're into. So make sure to send us a voice memo or si se están sintiendo algo shy, you can just email us or whatever. But we would love to feature your beautiful voices. Send it to radiomenea at gmail.com. Thanks so much, amores. Appreciate you. Hasta la próxima. Paloma, la omega 02, la dura Santana, el destacamento es